Hello, church. Man, you sounded good this morning. Or, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, like, I hope everybody was singing and worshiping this morning. It was hard for me to tell because I sit right in front of a row of Africans who sing amazing. And, uh, and so their singing is so beautiful. I trust that you are singing at the top of your lungs, too, as we give glory to God. How many of you are ready for the fall? Oh, my goodness. We are so glad that you are here. Today is kickoff Sunday, and that means that throughout this month, we have a whole season of new launches, new things that are beginning all month, and the reason that we call this kickoff Sunday is because you get to hang around after the service. We're providing uh, free lunch uh, provided by the church, and there we have kiosks and different information tables where you can learn more about various things and sign up for them, but you can also do that online. But we have had an amazing summer. Uh, we have had, we've been growing, we've had so many new people, and we've also had people who've been gone for a long, long time, who have showed up and you're coming back here, and we are so glad you're here. Aren't you glad that, they came, that they've come back? And, and uh, we've had people coming to Christ this summer. We've been, in, uh, Coming home to Jesus. We've had uh, amazing outreach projects and being, uh, been out in our community serving and doing wonderful, wonderful things. Well, today, everybody, hopefully when you came in, got a little book that looks like this that says next. If you did not get one or if you came with somebody and the two of you can share, that's okay. But as long as you, you don't have one that you can look at right now, or share with somebody, I want you to raise your hand so that we can bring one of these to you. Raise your hand if you did not get one of these anywhere in the room. We've got ushers that are keeping an eye out for you and bringing those to you now. The reason that it's so important for everybody to have one of these in their hands today is because this is our teaching today, that, that what, what we have been working on over the last year is when I, I came last summer as the pastor, and so over this last year, we've been working on re-strategizing and restructuring as a church. And if you've been here over the last year, then, then you know that, uh, that many of the things that we talk about today will not be new to you, because piece by piece, we've rolled out certain parts of the plan over the last year, and there are more yet to come this fall. But for the very, very first time today, with this booklet, you get to see the entire strategy and structure in one place. And we're going to walk through this and see how our strategy and our structure comes straight from the Bible, at least the best that we can apply it in our modern society. Okay? Here we go. So, you've got your book in hand. Open up to the inside page where it says at the bottom, page two, and it says, welcome home. At Moncton Wesleyan, you have found a place where God is raising people up to meet their full potential in Christ. In these pages, you will find opportunities for what could be next in your journey. And then it says, bienvenue, nous sommes une église pour tous et beaucoup d'entre nous sont francophones. That it says, welcome, we are a church for all peoples and many of us here are francophones. And I just wanna say, 
Aren't you so glad to be a part of a church where French and English and Spanish and Swahili and Korean and Mandarin, where people of all different backgrounds worship Christ Jesus our Lord together? And so let's look, let's look back at this one sentence here, though. A place where God is raising people up to meet their full potential in Christ. That's our calling. That's why we exist. It's what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. He said, I am the gate for the sheep. All those others out in the world are up to no good. Sheep stealers, every one of them. But the, the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. See, many times people have the idea that churches are about taking from people, taking people's money, taking people's time and energy. But in fact, the Bible says, Jesus says, we're here to give. We're here to invest in people and raise people up to meet their full potential in Christ. And listen, God created you for a purpose. Each and every one of you, God brought you into this world for a reason. And dare we even say he brought you to this place for a reason, for such a time as this. And what we have found is that no one truly finds full and abundant life apart from Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father unless they come through him. And so here is how we envision this model of doing life together and living out the ministry and mission of the church. You've seen this before. It's nothing new. There we go. God's love in us. Oh, here we go. God's love in us to the world. See, our primary purpose is to connect people to the love of God that is found in Jesus Christ our Lord. If we don't accomplish that, then we have no right to exist as a church. But then God pours his love into us, his church. And so this represents the church. We need each other in the body of Christ to help each other and encourage one another and, and correct one another and grow together in our relationship with God. And so the third part of that to the world is horizontal. So the vertical God's love in us, this is our ministry. The horizontal to the world is our mission. This is our ministry. This is our mission. To get out of the walls of the church and go share the love of Jesus with our city and the world. See, our success as a church is never measured by our seating capacity. It is measured by our sending capacity. And that's why, that's why we believe that everyone is called to grow in God's love, to connect 
within the community of the church and serve to make a difference in this broken world. Why? Because love changes everything. Why? Because love changes everything. And so now let's get down in the, in the next few pages to how specifically we seek to accomplish that. One of the main components, obviously, is of our ministry and our mission here at the church happens on Sunday morning. Sunday mornings here are a weekly celebration for everyone. It doesn't matter how weird you are, how messed up you are, how rich you are, how poor you are. It doesn't matter where you come from or even where you're going. This is a place to come together and experience the love of God and find not my plan for my life, but his plan for my life. Sunday morning is a weekly celebration for everyone. And so here's what we do. We gather to experience the presence of God and explore the truth of God's word for our everyday lives. And we hope that when you come every Sunday that you can expect three things. Number one, we hope that you can expect every Sunday you come and it's gonna be good. We work really, really hard to make this an excellent experience on Sunday morning. Number two, we hope that you can always expect that you can invite your friends and your family and bring them to come and experience the presence of God and experience the truth of God's word for their life. And then number three, we expect that this every Sunday is a place that you can come and expect to find the spirit of the Lord here. And if we can accomplish those three things on Sunday morning, it's all good. And so then we come back during the midweek. This is a brand new thing. This is all new. Now, it's not new like among churches or even among this church, but it's been a long time since it's been done like this, is that we are bringing into alignment Kids Connect on Wednesday nights at 6.30, youth for teenagers, six, grade 6 to 12, and adult growth classes all on Wednesday night here at 6.30. Now let me break down the three primary classes that we're putting most of our energy in. There are a lot of other opportunities, more than just these, but the three look like this. Alpha, pillars, and freedom. Alpha, as you see here, is designed for skeptics. If you're already a Christian, alpha is probably not for you. It's designed for people to come and ask these questions about life and faith and God and Jesus and the Bible from an absolute perspective where they know nothing and don't believe what we believe. And Alpha is an amazing introduction to people. So if, if you've never uh, made a decision for Christ, Alpha is for you. Or if you have friends and family members who've never made that decision, but they kind of wonder why you're into that Jesus thing, say, come to Alpha and you'll find out what it's all about. Then once people cross the line of faith and give their life to Jesus, the next step in our discipleship growth track is pillars. Pillars is about building our life on a solid foundation of the word of God and the practices of living the Christian life to get rooted and grounded and established in our faith. And then the last one, freedom. Freedom is where we discover the next level that God is calling us to in our spiritual lives. That many times people are forgiven of their sins and become a Christian and are following Jesus, but maybe you still have bondage and issues from your past from which you have never found freedom. 
we encourage you to come on Wednesday night at 6.30 this fall. And you see that you can sign up for any of these at mw.church grow, or you can head out to the atrium after the service and get more information about any of these growth opportunities. And there are many, many more beyond that. Then on uh, the next page, oh, this is the new piece. This is so good. Connect in small groups. Small groups are going to become the very heartbeat of this church because personal growth happens best when we move into spiritual community. And, and, and here's what happens. In small groups, we move from rows here in the celebration center down into circles of trusted friends. Everybody needs a friend, or even better than that, a few friends who they can trust. And these groups of friends come together in circles to study the Bible together, to pray together, and to care for each other. One of the things that breaks my heart is I know that the number one reason that many people leave a church is because they don't feel connected. And it doesn't matter whether that church is 10 people, 100 people, or 10,000 people. And in the New Testament, this is, this is nothing new, this challenge. Did you know the New Testament church became huge? It said that thousands came to accept Jesus and became part of the church. So how did they pour into and develop these people? It was in the ministry of small groups. Look at Acts chapter two. Acts gives us this description. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So I want you to notice the two pieces here. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. These are big gatherings out in public. And then they met together in private gatherings in small groups in homes, breaking bread together, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and what? To prayer, to prayer. And so uh, the small group kickoff on September 26th, go ahead and get it on your calendar, September 26th, you're gonna hear more about it in the coming days. But in small groups, we move from these rows into circles of trusted friends who study the Bible together, pray together, and care for each other. So remember, what's this? This is ministry. And then we live out the mission of the church as we go out together to serve the needs of our city as groups. Now let's, let's talk about serving for just a minute. Turn to the next page. We're on page eight now. Now, why do we serve? Page, next page. Next, there we go. Why do we serve? Because, oh, I, I, I caught you sleeping. I'm sorry. I know, I know we're a little slow today. Here we go. Why do we serve? Because love changes everything. And there are three primary ways that we serve. First of all, of course, there are opportunities to serve in the church, also ways to serve in the community, and then outreach and missions. Let's talk about both of those for just a minute. If you go to mw.church slash serve, you see that there are many opportunities and you can fill out some information there. We have a whole process to help you engage 
in serving in ministry, to try to make sure that you find the right place, something that fits you and your gifts and your talents and your interests and your abilities. Serving in the community, this is primarily done through our small groups. Because our dream is that we, through our small groups, will become the largest volunteer mobilization force that this region has ever, ever, ever ever seen. And we rolled that vision out in April with just a little taste, just a little taste, where we rolled out this vision and had Love My City for two weeks. Do you remember that? Oh, it was so good. During those two weeks, you went out into the community and you served in homeless shelters and you fed people in soup kitchens and you, you served in public schools. You went and encouraged and blessed firefighters and police officers and teachers. You, you, you served in, in shelters for abused women and our ministry to help those who were caught in sex trafficking. And, and during those two weeks, in that little taste of what is to come, during that two weeks, you served 1,600 hours, 1,600 hours making a difference in the name of Jesus. Oh, but it's just a taste of what's to come as our small groups over the next year begin to mobilize that to do it in community for the community. And then outreach and missions. We've been actively involved in missionary work like Haiti over the years and other things that you'll see as you stick around here. And we give to that through Faith Promise. Now, All Nations, I wonder, how many of you were here on July 22nd for All Nations Sunday? Oh, wasn't it good? Oh my goodness, it was so, so fantastic. Because we, frankly, we would love to say that the reason that we've connected with so many immigrants over the last year is because we sat down and we came up with this brilliant strategy. And now look at the results. But actually, it was a God thing. And as the world seems to be moving to Moncton, God has opened our heart to the world. And we are so excited that we have folks from South Africa and the Congo and Nigerians and, as you heard this morning, uh, Brazil and Korea and China, and the list goes on and on and on. And the beautiful part about that is what that does is give us a little taste of heaven. Because here's what we can expect in heaven. This is the vision of the throne room, Revelation 7, verse 9. And I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. And they were from every nation, every tribe, every people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And as we continue to reach all people, we get to get a taste of heaven here on earth. And so if you're a newcomer to Moncton, welcome We're glad you're here. Now, if you turn to the next page, you see that we get into a few of the targeted age-level ministries. We have Kids World, obviously for for, uh, children up to grade five, prime student ministries for those from grade six to grade 12, and thank you so much for so very many, 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 many of you, beaucoup de jeunes of you who, uh, who serve. And uh, we couldn't do it without you as we invest in the next generation. 
On the next page, you see a little focus on celebrate recovery. Listen, if you're not aware of this, I need to let you know, celebrate recovery is one of the most powerful ministries in the church. God is doing amazing things as people come and get open and honest about their struggles and their addictions, and God sets people free as they find hope and healing in the love of Jesus Christ over their addictions and bondage and, and their hang-ups and their hurts. And then you see women arise and super seniors, and we have men's groups, and the list goes on and on and on. The next page, we have Moncton Christian Academy. If you didn't know, we have a private school that's part of our church with a complete program for kindergarten through high school graduation. But go to the very last page of the book, page 15. Page 15, you see FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions. What we tried to do in this book, because this is designed to give to people who don't know anything about the church. And so we tried to answer some of the most common questions that we receive. And one of the questions is people wonder, well, what is a Wesleyan? What does that even mean? And so we talk a little bit about that and, and provide some resources to learn more about the international network that we are part of called the Wesleyan Church. The next one you'll see is a question about finances. What does Moncton Wesleyan think about financial giving? And the reason that we put this in, in this book is because unfortunately, I've only been here for a year, but one of the things that I have found is that there are some unfortunate lies, myths that have circulated around our community as it pertains to this church and finances. Literally, I talked to somebody this very, uh, this past week, who yet again, they ran into somebody in the doctor's office they hadn't seen in years, they were catching up on stuff, they mentioned that they were active here in the ministry and mission of Moncton Wesleyan. And the person said, what? You're part of that church? That's the money church. They always take everybody's money. and they, That's the church. And here's what, here's what we hear. That's the church where they make you, if you go there, submit all your bank records, your income statements. You've heard this, right? Crazy stuff that circulates around. Another thing that, that, we, that we've had uh, people ask about, and this one's really sad, is how much does it cost to come to church on Sunday morning? And so we want people to know, first of all, like the freely given love of Jesus, so the services at Moncton Wesleyan are always free. And just like every other church, listen, what we teach about the Bible is not different or about finances and giving is not different than any other church that believes the Bible, is we invite believers to follow the biblical model of giving to extend the mission of Christ, bringing positive change to our city and around the world. And yes, the Bible speaks about tithing and giving 10% because of what God has given us, that we give that first fruit back to him, that everything that I have is his. And the more people who step out in faith to do that, here's what happens. The more people begin to experience the blessing and abundance of God in their life. And then secondly, the more people we can reach with the good news and the mission of Christ. And so of course we want people to step out in financial faith. But it's just because we teach the Bible, not because of all the things that you hear in our community. So the next question is, what does uh, it mean to be a member? Do I have to be a member? Well, yeah, we would love for you to be a, 
a, a, a member and join the ministry and mission of Moncton Wesleyan. But that doesn't mean that you have to be in order to participate and fully enjoy uh, growing in the church. Because while membership is not required to grow, connect, and serve here, membership is an important part uh, uh, in preparing towards positions of, of leadership and positions of influence. And you don't have to be a, a, a leader to be a member. We want everybody to step up because all membership means is that each year you say, yep, I wanna join as part of the ministry and mission of Moncton Wesleyan and I'm committing myself to that again this year. So we're gonna talk about membership reaffirmation uh, next month. Also, we have though at the end of this month a new membership class if you would like to be part of that on September 30th, right after church, you can sign up for that on our website or let us know in the office. The last question has to do with baptism. What's the deal with baptism? When you make Jesus Lord of your life, baptism is the next step. It is how you identify with Jesus and the message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins and that anyone who will receive him can be washed clean and made new and receive a new beginning, new life, and it can only be found in Jesus Christ our Lord. And so baptism is the way that we get up before the world and our, our, our friends and our family and our church and, and we say, you know what? I am a follower of Jesus Christ, loud and proud, baby. And so, if you have never been baptized, uh, again, let us know. We would love to help you take that step, and we'll get you prepared for doing that. Now, of course, these are not all of our ministries in the church. There's so much else that we could, uh, could talk about today, but the basic thing that we wanted to do is to give you an overview of our strategy and structure and what we've been working towards over the next year. And also put this in your hands so you can give it to other people. And we have these available. We're gonna give them out to anybody who comes in new for all of our rentals. We have these in little pockets all around the atrium. So if people are here for graduations or any other events and they ask, what's the church about? We can give them this. And you can take a few if you would like and give them out as well. Now, please don't waste them. They're very expensive. <laughs> uh, but but you, you just use these as a ministry tool when people ask, what is your church about? And what is this whole ministry and mission thing about at Moncton Wesleyan? And you can say, here's what it is. It's God's love in us to the world. Here we go. Let's, let's see your finger. It's what? It's God's love in us to the world. Why? Because love changes everything. We're gonna invite the band to go ahead and come out and lead us in a closing song in just a minute. And then we have a few announcements that you're not going to want to miss at the end. Really, really, really important stuff and some directions uh, for the end of the service. But as we get ready, I, I want to share with you one of my favorite little stories. I love this story. It's kind of a joke. It, it, it's a story of three doctors and a patient who are in a room. And so I want you to picture this. Two doctors are dancing around the room. They're snapping their fingers and kicking their heels, and 
They're getting down to a groove, okay? You got the picture, the two doctors. The one doctor has a stethoscope up against the patient's chest. Okay, you picture it? So the, the two doctors are dancing around, snapping their fingers. The third doctor has a stethoscope up against the patient's chest and says, I've got some bad news and some good news. The bad news is you have an irregular heartbeat. The good news is the beat is irresistible. I love you, man, that was awesome. And here's the deal, that's what we want as a church. We want our heartbeat to be irresistible to people who need Jesus, amen? Let's get on our feet. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have called each and every one of us here to this place for such a time as this. Lord, you have brought people from all around the globe to be here in this church this year. You've brought people from, from backgrounds of Christianity and others who, who grew up in, in, in circumstances where maybe they had never even heard the name of Jesus. And yet you have brought us all here to this place to be part of the ministry and the mission to which you have called us. And Lord, for anyone here today who has never received the forgiveness of Jesus, that we would open our hearts and confess our sins to confess that we need him, that we have been trying to live our lives on our own, that we have been so selfish and we have believed the lies of this world. But today we declare no more. We're turning away from the world to turn towards Jesus in order that we can receive his forgiveness and new life, to be washed clean, to be filled with your spirit and to be equipped for your mission to go back out into this world and share the good news, to make a difference, to bring hope and healing through the power of Jesus Christ our Lord. And so here on kickoff Sunday, 2018, we look forward with great expectation for what you are going to do as the tide rises as salvations flow like a mighty river. We dare dream that tens and twenties and thirties and forty and fifty and sixty and eighty and dare we say hundreds will come to accept Jesus this year. We look forward to, to celebrations of baptism. We look forward to people being grown up and raised up and equipped in their faith. We look forward to small groups ministering together to each other and to our community. Lord, this is just the beginning. Rise up among us. Lord, may we be raised up. there is no limit to your power. 
there is no stopping what you have planned. Amen? In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing it together.